Hey, how's it going? Vladimir Donis here. So, hey, I recently had a conversation with a local company that is very successful. I had a conversation with them from a marketing standpoint. I had a conversation with them from an optimization standpoint. In this episode, I want to share with you what I shared with them so that that way you can pick up on some of these nuggets and that way you can go ahead and apply some of those same strategies to your business as well. Let's go ahead and cue the theme music and I'll see you inside of the episode. Back in 2015, I spent close to $30,000 to build me a online dating site. It was going to be what I consider to be a dream business. I remember spending the money, launching the business, but I had one big problem. And that one big problem is that I had no idea as to how to promote and or to market that business. A couple of years later, I ended up spending close to $80,000 on that project and made zero sales. But it wasn't until I learned some of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you today that I was able to launch a second business. And my second business was a lot more profitable in my first business. I had a sales process, I had a marketing process, and I also had a methodology to generate leads and to get clients. Via this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you that journey, some of my pitfalls, I'm also going to be sharing with you some of my wins. I am Vladimir Adonis, and welcome to the Vladimir Adonis Show. Hey, how's it going? If you are catching me live, do me a favor and hit pound live. And if you catch me via the replay, do me a favor and hit pound replay. Today, I'm coming to you with day number 15 inside of a 30-day video challenge. And the thing that I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about a marketing conversation I had with a company. And essentially, that company has 20,000 clients. At least at least when I had that conversation with them, they had 20,000 clients. So as I'm recording this content for you today is um, it's Saturday. I just got back from um from church in all actuality um today is youth day at my son's church and um he had the opportunity to preach so he was a guest speaker it wasn't even his church so he was a guest speaker at a um at a partner church because a couple of months ago um the roof part of his church got burnt down so because the roof part of his church got bent got burnt down they are um there are attending other churches, other partner churches. And one of the partner churches reached out to um, to his mom and said, hey, we are going to be having youth day. And as a result of having youth day, the church is going to be ran by all youths. And um, we would like to invite your son to be able to um, to preach as as the main, you know, as, as the main guest speaker. So I would say I might, I might be biased. Right. But I would say he did an amazing job. Um, he was he was 17 and to me he was very comfortable and the message was was right on point So one of the things that I'm trying to Reinforce to him is to say hey, you know what if you keep this stuff up Right if you keep up with this whole speaking thing and you continue to do it You can create a career path out of what it is that you're doing now But as you probably know sometime these type of advice is coming from a parent may not necessarily be received well. Now, if another individual, right, who may not be as close to him, tell him to do the exact same thing, he may be able, he might respond to it a lot better. But sometimes coming from, you know, a parent, right, it's like, uh, it's your dad, what does your dad know? But definitely a proud moment, I would say he did a, he did a good job 
And um, I'm happy that I got the opportunity to witness it and to be part of his um, his church today and to watch him to do his thing. He was very comfortable. Um, he, he had the right pauses, so on and so forth. All right. So day number 15, the thing that I want to talk to you about is um, a marketing conversation I had with a company. And that company has 20,000 20, clients, at least at the time when I had this conversation with them. So a couple of years ago, I was working for an employer and that employer um, got wind that I knew some things about marketing. That employer got wind of I had launched a dating site. Not only did I launch a dating site, I started to grow the dating site. That employer also got wind of me hosting workshops in a local area. Well, in fact, I was hosting workshops um, you know, at the same facility that I was working at, right? So I worked for a small university. In the afternoon and the evenings, the university had available space in available space in between classroom time, in between class time. So then what I would do is I would host workshops there. So, you know, obviously the university got wind of it. The university knew that this was happening. The university saw that I was doing these marketing workshops on a very consistent basis. So um, I worked at the university had about 20 locations, at least at the time that I was working with them. And the university's president and owner found out that, you know, I was doing this these marketing things. I knew some things about marketing. And what this individual told me to do is this individual said, hey, I want you to analyze and review our marketing process and to let me know what it is that I would do differently. What, what should we be doing differently? Do we currently have any gaps from a marketing standpoint? So, of course, I said, yes, of course. You're, yes, sir. No problem. No problem. I will. So let me just kind of just say just at a high level based on this company's marketing process and based on this company's sales process, what um, what I told them and what I would you know, what I what I would tell a company. Well, let me I'm going to tell you what I would tell a company very similar a company that has the exact same dynamic. So I don't necessarily want to reveal everything that I told them per se, but I'm going to kind of just give you um, I'm going to kind of go through the process as if I am a reviewing a company that's very similar and um, and I wanted to kind of just give them give them give them some advice so here's the first thing that I noticed with this uh, with this company's marketing process one of the ways that this individual this company generated leads is that they were paying for keywords so what they would do is they would go to Google Google AdWords and they would buy keywords that is related to and that is in line with what their clients were searching. So let's just say if their clients were searching for, you know, schools in the Jacksonville area, uh, you know, business college, nursing college. So they were bidding for these words and they would pay, um, you know, Google so that that way each time someone shows up, each time someone search for some of those keywords, they would pay for it so that that way the people that is looking for what it is that they do can find them. So that's the first thing um, I noticed that this company was doing. The issue that I the issue that I identified is that they were paying for keywords and at the same time they were organically ranked for those keywords as well. So what do I mean? Based on the company's history, based on articles, based on content that the that the um that the company had out there, Google had ranked them, right? Based on search engine optimization, based on them not even paying for it have ranked them and have recognized them for certain key phrases and certain key terms. So automatically, not automatically, but in some cases, you can go on Google, you can type in a key phrase, and Google would automatically show those individuals, show show that company as a company that was relevant for that keyword. 
So let's just say one of the keywords that they ranked for was business colleges in the Jacksonville area. So you go online, you search for that keyword business colleges in the Jacksonville area. Well, what was happening is that they were ranking for it organically, meaning that they had they weren't really paying for, for that 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 um to appear to appear there. And in addition to that, they were paying for it as well. They were paying Google for the same exact keyword that they were already ranked for. So, you know, one of the things that I told this individual, the one one of the things that I wrote up in my report is I said, Hey, you have, based on what I can see, you have hundreds of keywords that you are already ranked for, but at the same time you're paying for it as well. So you're wasting money. You put you put money into this ad, you put money into this Google process that you don't necessarily need to because you already ranked for those keywords um in the first place. So that's one thing I identified for those individuals. What else did I identify? The other thing that I identified is I identified that um, the other thing that I identified is that they were not properly using some of the articles and some of the content that had been written up about them. This organization at the time, at least at the time that I was working there, they had been around for close to 35 years. So because they had been around for so long, um, they were rated as one of the top colleges in um, in the area. Um, the news and other media had written up a lot of things about them and had a lot of positive things to say about them when compared to some of their competitors. Well, when a when a prospective student came in to the interview, came in to speak with with uh, when the when a prospective student came in and they were speaking with a prospective student. That is when they brought up all of their accolades. That is when they started to mention some of the things that they were known for and some of the things that they were um some of the things that they were known for. And in doing so is okay, but one of the things that I told them, you know, to do is consider having the individuals who are going through your marketing and or your sales process, having them to consume that type of content before the interview process, right? So their enrollment process required um, a prospective student to speak to an admissions advisor and during the conversation that the admissions advisor was having with the prospective student, the admission advisor would bring up these articles, would say, hey, this is how we compare to this school, this is how we compare to that school, so on and so forth. Well, by that time, in my opinion, it's a little bit too late. And why is it a little bit too late? Because this the prospective student is going to say you know what hey this uh this individual that is giving me this information is biased so because the individual that's giving me this information is biased the prospective student may not be may not receive the information as well as they should receive the information whereby if they consume that content prior to having that conversation with the admissions advisor it'll 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 be more believable not only will it be more believable, um, from a pre-frame standpoint, more people will go ahead and take the next step because they get the opportunity to kind of just see that information on their own. So one of the things that I advise them to do is to just leverage all of this content, all of this media that you already have out there. Why don't you leverage it and allow the people who's going through your marketing process um, and or your sales process to consume that? Because when they consume that, it's going to... Um, create a certain frame in their mind and, and and in terms of them taking the next step with you it'll be just that much more easy for them to take the next step with you so that's thing number two 
Um, the other thing that I told them is to leverage email just a little bit more. One of the things that this there one of the things that this individual was doing is that they were leveraging phone a lot and they did a very they did a great job with leveraging phone. So if someone inquired, if someone asked for more information, they had representatives readily available to reach out to these prospective students and to have conversation with them. They did a very great job. So someone went online or someone saw their ad somewhere and completed the form, um, completed the form in terms of request the more information, name, email address, and phone number, they leverage the email part of it very, very, very well. The part of it that they didn't leverage at all, <laughs> at least at the time when I was when I was working there, is they didn't leverage email whatsoever. They were not necessarily um, reaching out to these individuals via email. And one of the things that I told them is I say, hey, you can leverage email a lot more. You know, why? Well, well, how come you're not sending out emails to you know, all of these prospective students for the sole purpose of trying to encourage them to move to the next step of the marketing process. Because what you would find is that sometimes you can reach some people, um, you know, via email. For whatever reason, from a phone standpoint, hey, Ladavia, how's it going? Happy Saturday. Sometimes from a phone standpoint, you may not necessarily be able to connect with someone via phone. They may be at work or whatever the case may be. But if you send them um, an email, and if you even if you were sending emails on a very consistent basis, maybe 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 if it's just once a week, then itself could have made a difference because this organization they didn't get to twenty thousand, um, you know, clients by just doing um, lowball type of marketing. They were doing some heavy heavy lifting type of marketing. I mean, they were bringing in from a lead standpoint, they were bringing in thousands and thousands of leads on a daily basis, right? So can you imagine you bringing in thousands and thousands of leads on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, you have a lot, a lot of leads. So you definitely have a lot of leverage and a lot of things that you can do from a um, from an optimization standpoint. Those are the three things. Those are the three main things that I, oh, cool, cool. Those are the three, three main things that I told this organization, um, you know, to do based on their size and based on some of the gaps that they had in their marketing process. All right, so Ladavia says that she is doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. Well, thanks for tuning in, Ladavia. Um, this is this. Okay, cool. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, and that's it for now. I just wanted to come on live and and go through day fifteen of my thirty day video challenge. Thanks for tuning in. If you happen to be catching this via the replay. Let me know where you are tuning in from. Just simply hit pound replay and let me know where you are tuning in from. That's all I have for you for now. I'll talk to you soon. Do you currently have a marketing process or lead generation process or a sales process that's not fully optimized? And because it's not optimized, you're leaving sales on the table, you're leaving leads on the table, and you're just leaving a client and money on the table. What I would like to do is I would like to simply invite you to gain access to a free training that's going to help you to optimize your marketing process. In order to gain access to that free training, you simply need to go to vladmarketing.com to be able to gain access to that free training. VLAD marketing.com. Gain access to that free training now and start optimizing your marketing process.